today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's uh, get into uh, mass transit, uh, which is a key element, of course, of uh, what's been debated at Hamilton City Hall for the last number of years now. And uh, for those that were advocates of the light rail train system that was uh, supposed to be happening, well, you know, this thing has gone through, what, seven different lives, I think. It's crazy. I mean, it was canceled by the provincial government at one time, seems to have been revived, but it was always on the proviso that the federal government was going to kick in some money into this. Well, yesterday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced that uh, Ottawa will support a long-awaited transit line that's going to stretch across the lower city. We're going to provide major support for rapid transit in Hamilton for a line that will go from McMaster University in the west through downtown all the way to Eastgate Centennial Park in Stony Creek. Just like the transit projects in Toronto, this will support jobs, make people's commutes better, and cut down on pollution. So this is a done deal then. And the offense are here. They're here with the money. The province has already said they're kicking, so uh, it's going to happen, isn't it? Well, we're not so sure about that, because ultimately this is going to be right back on the laps of Hamilton City Council. I want to get a couple of different perspectives on this and, and what the prospects here for, for transit here in the city are and exactly what the announcement will mean. And by the way, we should also uh, remind our listeners that uh, the official announcement for this, although the Prime Minister talked about this yesterday, the official announcement with all the bells and whistles and everything is supposed to be tomorrow, so I'm assuming we're going to get more details then. Uh, I want to bring uh, Richard Brennan into the conversation. The Cora, Actually, former journalist for the Toronto Star, but... Uh, he was also a member of the task force that uh, the provincial government struck some time ago uh, to come up with recommendations about transit. Uh, Badger, thanks for joining us on the program. Appreciate you jumping in today. Morning, Bill. Uh, you were surprised by the announcement yesterday? I was somewhat, uh, but I knew that was there was something percolating out there, and I thought it might be coming, but, uh, of course, uh, you know, there's no chance that altruism drove this uh, from the federal <laughs> government's point of view. Um, you know, the election's coming, so this is a, you know, this is a good time to uh, throw money at uh, the voters anyway. But uh, this certainly sets the uh, the cat among the pigeons now. There's money there. There's no question. Ontario increased theirs from $1 billion to $1.7. That's what the, uh, and they're matching that. The federal government's matching that. So now it, this is really all in the laps of city council now. And, uh, you know, it's, because, as you, as, as the listeners will remember, that uh, operating and maintenance costs was uh, something that the uh, city would would probably have to take on, and and they would in this case. So, you know, is is the city prepared to take on that cost? And those costs, like everything else with this project, vary uh, as much as thirty uh, million dollars over over or several several years. I think it was thirty years, but that, that sounds pretty cheap to me. So, what happens now? I mean, we're really back to square one. What happens now? It, it, but your point's well taken. This is right back in the lap of Hamilton City Council. Uh, and a couple of them have already weighed in on this. I, I, a couple of them are suggesting maybe this should be the referendum in the next municipal election. I hope that's a non-starter. I mean, that's kicking this thing down the road again, and that's not what we elected people to do. Well, Bill, I know, you know some people don't like this. I understand that. You know, that's just the way things are. But some of those critics believe that that money is going to be given to them for something else. And that's not going to happen. This money is for the LRT project. You know, uh, the, oh, what's, I'm trying to think of what it was, uh, 17, uh, 14 kilometers, 17 stops. That's what this money's for. 
it's not to fill potholes, in, and and you know, and not right at the moment is it to to uh, build affordable housing. Hopefully, this uh, this project will uh, spur that along. So I those critics, I go like, what are you thinking? Do you really believe that this money is going to be given to you for something else? Because it's not, and people have to get that through their heads. So this is a, a one-time offer. In other words, if you guys are going to build this, here's the money. And, right. and Now, That's I know, it. as I said, we did not get all the details yesterday. This was really just an announcement that the Prime Minister made, along with other announcements about transit funding for uh, for the GTA. And I think this project in Ottawa that's going to be happening, too. But from this point, at least from the words we got from the Prime Minister yesterday, he talked about the McMaster to Eastgate Square, the Stony Creek line, period. He didn't say, do whatever you want with this. So uh, even those people that are advocates of bus rapid transit as an alternative or any other number of different things right now, I, I get the sense that the message from the Prime Minister is pretty clear here. It is, and the reason they want, you know, those two levels of government want this, you know, it's, it's you know, get people out of their cars, it's, you know, to uh, improve transit, but also it's they want to breathe life into downtown Hamilton. And believe me, and the opposition will say, you know, he's out of his mind, but it will bring, it will breathe life into, you know, stores, uh, business, businesses, uh, condos, etc. will want to be along that line. We've seen it in Toronto. We're seeing it in Kitchener. And it will, in a few, you know, in 20 years, Hamilton will be a different place than it is now. It, you know, it's it's not certainly Hamilton's got a lot of potential, and that's what this uh, LRT will do. It will create chaos. There's no question about that for several years, as as you know, they rip up and tear up and do whatever they have to do to build this line. But at the end of the day, it will benefit. It will not it will just benefit downtown Hamilton. It will benefit Hamilton in general. When you have a thriving, healthy downtown, the entire city benefits. I don't care if it's, you know, it's Waterdown or, or, or wherever, or Dundas or Ancaster. It, it attracts, attracts attention and attracts new investment. But that relies the argument, and I know that's been one of the strong selling points of LRT ever since the, the first time that council raised this idea. And I, I can still remember it as if it was last week, a number of councillors, four or five of them, uh, had just gone on the tour, I think three or four different cities down in the, in the States, and they all had these sorts of systems. And they came back raving about it and said, this is the future, this is what Hamilton needs. Uh, a couple of them are, are now against the, the the project, as it turns out, but I mean, that's why it's going to be interesting to see how the vote goes. But you're a Dundas resident, Badger. I mean, you you live in the Valley Town, great place. Uh People, I'm told, in Stony, in Stony Creek don't want this, in Dundas they don't want this, in Ancaster they don't want this. So is there enough support on city council right now uh, for this project to go through? Well, that'll be the question. I mean, I, I may be a voice in the wilderness, but I live in Dundas, and I'd like to see it happen. But whether whether people are on board remains to be seen. I, I just I can't imagine in my wildest dreams or nightmares that the city council will turn this down. 
Well, there's a, there's a, I know the mayor is always going to suggest, as he always has every time we've talked to him about this, that, you know, the this official position of city council is of, is support of this. And I, I guess technically he's right, although there's a number of people that are offside on that vote. That vote happened a couple of years ago now. I, and I get that. But the other element to this is, is, they also said, as long as we don't have to pay one red cent of our own money. In other words, no Hamilton taxpayer money is going to go into this. Now, again, we don't know all the details, but the indications I'm hearing, I want to get your read on this, is that we're probably, meaning the taxpayers of the city of Hamilton, are going to be on the hook for operating costs. And, and uh, that may be a, a, that might be a deal breaker for some councillors. Well, it, it may be. You know, it's, I guess so be it. I mean, that's what they're elected for. But this, you know, but this idea of putting it on the ballot box, that just, you know, that rubs me and I think a lot of people the wrong way. And in fact, you know, that's what you were elected for. You, you weren't elected to put everything on the ballot box, you know, just because you can't make a decision. And live with the consequences. Yes. I mean, you know, put it out there. Put how you, if you're against it, you're against it, fine. If you're, if you're for it, fine. But but don't try and don't try and weasel out of it somehow by telling you know by putting it on the ballot box and said we'll we'll let the the public have their say. Well, you know the public has had their say in the last election, uh, municipal election. So it'll it it will be very interesting to see how this goes, and I would again I would be sorely disappointed if they turned it down because i think it would be a huge mistake this is a legacy project it will create jobs and it will change it will improve and benefit downtown hamilton if, if they really want to see this happen and i'm talking about the federal government now because they're the ones that are the last ones to the party here with the announcement from yesterday uh, would they contrive the, the, the gift in, in a way that makes them want to do something. And I'll give you an example. You know how governments work. You've been following the feds and the provincial governments for years, of course. Uh, the the infrastructure money that they talked about, uh, that they allow, allocated, and Hamilton got a share of that, too, and so did London. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically said there's a sunset clause on that. It says if you don't spend it by this date, you don't get it. Uh, are they going to do something like that with this project to, to ensure that Hamilton Council doesn't kick this down the road? Well, I... I think as soon as as soon as Hamilton City Council decides, you know, for or against it, there, there's a decision. I mean, they they want to know whether the, the city's going to step up the plate and say, yes, we're on the we're on the hook for operating and maintenance. If they say they're not, you can kiss it goodbye. I mean, it's it's, it's that simple. Again, to repeat myself. That money's not going to stay or be given to the city of Hamilton for other purposes. That's what it's, this is what it's intended for. Exactly. And, you know, I, I got to add here, and not often I, I, I throw, uh, you know, compliments to the province, but I, I know a little bit about behind the scenes here, and I know that uh, Caroline Mulroney, the minister, has been pushing this hard and has been, you know, for not just weeks as some of the papers said that this negotiation has been going on, it's been going on for much longer than that. And and she has, I know, done her best to try and push this forward. And and they and the provinces come up with, you know, more money for it. So there it is. I mean, like I say, the cat's among the pigeons now. It's 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 on the plate of the uh, city council. It's it's their decision to make. 
Yeah, and I know that uh, people are going to throw that back about the day the minister came into town, that fateful day, uh, to basically announce the cancellation of the funding for the project. And, of course, uh, she left uh, rather unceremoniously. But I'm also hearing, and, and you, I think it was you that, that talked to me, this, one of the rumors out of Queen's Park, is that wasn't her call. Uh, she was the minister in charge, and she was basically told to go out there on her sword. And, and yeah, I mean, and, that, was, that wasn't her call. It was, you know, that was made much higher up the food chain. And uh, she, she had to, she had to deliver the bad message, and uh, and that's what you do sometimes as a minister. You don't always get to hand out the checks. But here's the thing, and I know you sat on the committee, so you you know a lot more about this than than the average individual because you guys had an awful lot of consultation. You talked to a lot of the uh, the stakeholders in a situation like this. I, when we're talking about how city council is going to respond to this, uh, there's already been some pushback on this. For instance, I number a number of councillors got their, their nose out of joint. Uh, for instance, because their uh, private citizens seem to be doing a lot of the negotiations. I mean, Joe Mancinelli from Leuna was front and center. Now, Joe's been a strong supporter from day one of LRT, uh, and yes, Leuna is probably going to benefit from this because that's going to mean an awful lot of jobs, which is good for the city and good for employment. We get that, uh, but they they kind of thought, well, we should be at the table doing these negotiations, not somebody that who's who's not representing the voters, not somebody who's not elected. So if that's the kind of attitude they're going to take into this discussion going forward, I, this thing could still be in peril. Well, the city had a representative, had the, you know, the city manager on there, Janet Smith. I mean, she was on the committee as well. Yeah, city manager, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't, they didn't have a voice, and, and certainly they, they all kinds of reports, and, and good reports, uh, very valuable and detailed reports came in for the, uh, from the city for us to consider. On many projects, so that's that's a wash as far as you're concerned. Then, I, no, I, 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 you know, I, I just don't uh, buy that the city didn't have a voice in that because that that's just not true, and uh, and a lot, you know, a lot of this, we all, you know, did, was it necessary to call in everybody because we we had reports, we saw what people didn't like and liked about it and that. So why, why, you know, till old ground, you know, or new ground, I should say, uh, because it just wasn't necessary. Well, there's two things council can do. I guess three. One is to, as we say, kick it down the road. Uh, one is to have an up and down vote on it, and I'd be surprised if they do that. Uh, the other is to send it back for more study, yeah, I mean, we, which, which is some, another trick that, that council does from time to time. Uh, you've, you've studied this inside out, backwards and frontwards for the longest time as a member of that committee. Uh, there's nothing more to study, is there? No. You either one or you don't. I mean, we just made recommendations. And it's entirely up to the city council now to de decide where they're going to proceed from here. We were, we were the megaphone. Whether they're listening or not, that's, you know, I mean, that's, it's not on us. It's, it's, it's up to this city and the people of Hamilton uh, through their council members to decide whether they want it or not. Well, I think people are going to have to be vocal, no matter what side of this argument they're on, because I think uh, I get the sense there is going to be some time limitations on this, and council is going to have to uh, do something quickly, one way or another. Richard Brennan, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the insight into this, and uh, more to come on this. I'm sure we'll talk about it down the road. Thanks. Absolutely, Bill. You have a good day.
You too. Richard Brennan, of course, former journalist who covered Queen's Park and uh, Parliament Hill for many years for the Toronto Star. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. We'll find out how much love there is for the LRT train, I guess, uh, sooner than later. City Council responds to this. The announcement yesterday by the Prime Minister, and, and as we say, it's in context here, he talked about some transit funding for some uh, projects in the uh, the GTA and mentioned the Hamilton project. And, uh, well, short on details, of course, Hamilton Fred Eisenberger says he doesn't have all the details yet either, but he likes what he's heard so far. Clearly, this has been quite a journey. Uh, you know, I've been advocating for this uh, LRT now for the better part of 12 years. And we've had it uh, on again, off again. I'm actually looking at a poster in my office now, which says Hamilton LRT is a go. That's going back to 2015. Uh, but is it over the finish line yet? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. John Best has been following the story from day one as well. John, of course, is the publisher of the Bay Observer. Uh, John, great to have you back in the program. Thanks for yeah, the time great today. Yeah, to be with you, Bill. Good morning. Uh, were you surprised by the announcement? It, it kind of came out of the blue for a lot of us. Um, no, I, I really wasn't because we, we had known uh, since the beginning of the year that uh, there was just furious lobbying going on. We, you know, we read about the Lyuna involvement. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they announced a couple of months ago that, that they thought a deal was imminent. Uh, I'd certainly heard nothing out of Ottawa uh, that would suggest they had soured on the project. Uh, Jane McKenna kept talking about uh, how it was a shovel-ready project. I mean, my view is the only shovel-ready project in Hamilton are the flower beds in the traffic islands because this project's got to go through an RFQ process. It's got to go through an RFP. Might even need some more design work. So it's not gonna. There, there will be no shovel in the ground before either the federal or the provincial elections. So and, and let's yeah, we're being pragmatic about this, and, and and I'll go one step further on this, and you know I'm, I'm trying to parse the words that the prime minister said yesterday, and you know did he actually say LRT? He talked about rapid transit, etc., uh, which I, in some people's minds is going to leave that open to interpretation, John. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think that'd be a bit of wishful thinking, Bill, because we don't need 3.4 billion to do uh, BRT. No. Uh, for the billion dollars that, that was on the table uh, from the provincial government, that was enough money to do a, a thorough uh, bus rapid transit that would, uh, you know, replicate the B line, but would also give us a north-south um, bus rapid transit and uh, probably uh, get us started on electrifying uh, some of our bus system. So if it's not LRT, we don't need $3.4 billion. So details to come, as I said, the official announcement we're told is going to be tomorrow, uh, which yep. I assume in, in typical political fashion, John, all the bells and whistles, I'm sure that uh, Carolyn Mulroney, the, the provincial transit minister or transport minister, is going to be there, uh, the federal minister, of course, Minister McKenna that you talked about, uh, and others uh, to make an announcement like this. Uh, I'll ask you the same question I asked Richard Brennan a couple of minutes ago. Uh, because of the, uh, the history here, shall we say, of, of the way that city council has dealt with this, uh, is there going to be a time sensitivity to this announcement, like there was with the money for uh, for infrastructure that the feds announced a few months ago? Well, uh, yes, because um, you know Jane McKenna has uh, and and others uh, keep talking about shovel ready, and you know my my question is, uh, you know, have, is, is there any transit or uh, imperative here, or is it simply the, the goal now is to get money out the door as quickly as possible? I mean, we know we have two elections coming up, one certainly this year, and then we got two elections next year. 
So it, it seems the goal now is just to push money out the door without a whole lot of regard for whether it's, the, you know, transit metrics, all of that, that's gone out the door. Uh, connecting with Go, that's that's gone. Uh, so it's simply, at the end of the day, it's about building a train, which is uh, kind of what it's been really right from the beginning. From those early discussions, and, and I, I, it's gone through so many different machinations right now. We, here we are, amazingly, right back at square one again, talking about this McMaster to, to Eastgate Square situation uh, and the discussion about the impact it's going to have on the downtown, etc. cetera. Uh, I'll ask, uh, let's talk about the operating costs, because, again, we're short on details here, but, you know, there are a number of people on city council that begrudgingly voted for the money the last time, uh, but it was on the condition that there's no taxpayer money is going to be used in this, which I think is kind of silly, actually, because this is this is taxpayer money we're getting from the feds in the province, too. But they didn't want this to impact the, the, the tax base here in the city of Hamilton. Uh, if the city says, if the province and the feds say, look, it, you, you guys are on the hook for operating costs, uh, it, does that give the people that want to vote against this a way out? Well, it gives them a way out. Uh, whether they want to take it or not is another question. I, I mean, the way I look at it, is council is in exactly the same position they were in in 2017 when they had the last big vote. They're being offered uh, an LRT system at no capital cost to the city, but with an unknown operating and maintenance cost. Uh, the, nothing has changed. The only thing that's changed is the price of building the LRT. Uh, so it, it, it like it's not like we're, we're going to get extra value now because it's a three points four million billion dollar LRT as opposed to the one billion that we obviously mistakenly thought it was going to be. So nothing has changed, but once again we have a situation, we have a council that's having stuff happening around them, and they need to get a hold of this project if they're really serious about operating and maintenance. Uh, they they need to, um, we know there has been a request for a meeting with Metrolinx in the ministry, um, I think council needs to set up a steering committee uh, that uh, that has uh, you know broad representation from council. Uh, maybe it's a, a committee of the whole council. I don't know, but they need to get answers because uh, are, are we going to get to the point where we're doing a ribbon cutting and we still don't know what the operating and maintenance costs are? The uh, the, the last number I saw was in when the. Uh, when the province canceled the project, they also released some cost figures, mm-hmm. and uh, they were suggesting at that point that the city's share would be 930, 950 million over 30 years, which is over 30 million a year. Uh, so that's that's for the LRT, and then of course we're already paying over 30 million a year to subsidize the HSR. So I mean, council needs to take action in terms of informing itself. And I'm now hearing discussion, and uh, you probably saw it as well. They're talking about a referendum. Uh, that would be uh, that would be interesting. Uh, it, it would, I think, uh, at least provide a little bit of sober second thought on the issue. I mean, the one thing, Bill, that is not going to happen is this project is there's not going to be a shovel in the ground for a year, a year and a half, two years. So, so the actual any construction that might take place is not going to happen until after all these elections are out of the way. Well, let me and ask you that point. We'll have okay. to see where that yeah. goes. 
Because yeah, the, the feedback and the reaction that I heard from some people yesterday, they seem to think that next year we're going to start building this thing. Uh, you've been studying this from day one, and, uh, the study, and you've been studying the studies that have been done on this too. Uh, is, there, is there more work to be done here? I mean, you, you talked about you know, trying to get a firm figure on operating costs. That's going to be key. Uh, you know, the cost of this project has gone up because it's been so long and in, in been kicked down the road. I mean, you know, we already talked about the cost of building a deck has gone almost tripled in the last six months, and the, the cost of building an LRT, I would think, has got substantially as well. Uh, sure. Even the estimate that the province gave, John, when they canceled the contract, they figured that this Hamilton project was going to cost over $5 million. Billion. Now, you know, that's not what we're getting in a situation like this. I mean, is this an underestimate? Is there still going to be money that's going to have to be dumped into this at some point in the future? Well, even... Even we don't want to get too numbery here, but even even when they said it was five billion, uh, they said the construction cost was more in the area of three three billion or three and a half billion. The rest of it was interest, uh, yeah. long term replacement costs, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think you can build it uh, for three point four billion. But but you're right about the the process here. Um, when when the project was canceled, the consortia that were that were bidding on the project. They all disbanded. They've all moved on, and uh, they're all working on other projects. So, you know, there's you don't just snap your fingers uh, on something like this. There has to be a request for uh, qual uh, for qualifications first of all, an RFQ, and that's when you start uh, shortlisting groups that you think are capable of, of producing the project. Then you put out the request for proposals, and and that's where the bids come in. And then you've got to go through an evaluation of that. It's just impossible for this thing to uh, have any construction started before uh, 2023. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot that can happen in the meantime. The most important thing, I think, right now is, is for council to get control of its own destiny. There's too much stuff happening around them. If, if as we suspect, there's a large number of councillors, perhaps even a majority that that don't go along with this project they've they've now got to take this in their hands uh they can't have this kind of shadowy stuff going on uh people meeting third parties coming in and and trying to steer the process um it's it's really council is exactly where it was in 2017 they they do have the one thing that can't happen is the rfp can't be finalized without council's agreement that's right. So they still have a lot of, they got the reins in their hands to some degree if they if they recognize it as such. And, um, you know, at the very minimum, I think the public has a right to know exactly what the operating and maintenance costs are going to be. And that, that's got to be known publicly uh, before we, we go forward. And then if, well, there if, if the number you just... well, uh, you know, that, that would be, again, you, there's no point having a referendum if you can't present the information to the public. Which is going to have to be forthcoming, I get that. But, I mean, you know, Catherine McKenna, who's the minister, of course, in charge of this. Now, she, we know she, she has roots in the Hamilton area, of course, uh, but she's actually representing in Ottawa. But she's been pretty consistent about this, too, about light rail. Uh, obviously, because of her time in the Environment Ministry, I guess she sees the benefit there. Uh, Carolyn Maroney, of course, the minister provincially, uh, seems to be on side with this as well. So that support is there. But what I'm puzzled by is why the renewed interest all of a sudden from the Ford government in this. I mean, as you recall, two years ago, they said, forget it, we're not paying a nickel for this. And and the, I don't know if he's, he's uh, had on the road to Damascus, he's had this awakening or something, but all of a sudden, Doug Ford seems to be a strong advocate for this. 
Well, I, I think it was a result of uh, just relentless lobbying by Layuna and 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 others. Uh, I I just think uh, you know once the project was canceled, uh, the LRT proponents got busy, and uh, um, you know I've heard people at Queens Park suggest that Doug Ford listens to the last person he talks to. So um, I I just think it was uh, you know good old fashioned uh, political lobbying, and. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, does he really care uh, whether we get LRT or BRT? I doubt it. Um, you know, he's committed to the project, and and I guess he's probably in the position that um, the council may find itself. And you remember uh, back in 2017 when they one of their biggest fears was being accused of walking away from a billion dollars. Yep. Now they're going to be accused of walking away from $3.4 billion. Um but uh, you know, and I'm thinking that Doug Ford may have succumbed to the same thing when the when the Fed said, "Look, we'll we'll put up 1.7 if you'll match it." I think at that point he was thinking, "Do I want to walk away from uh, an offer like that?" Who knows? I mean, you can't get inside his mind. But the one thing I do know is that none of this has anything to do with transit metrics or what's the best system for the city. Uh, this has really come down to. Uh, wanting a train. That's really what it has come down to. It, it's, uh, you know, we, Metrolinks, you know, if, if Metrolink, if you could give them truth serum, I think they would, they would paint a, a very interesting picture because in, in their most recent release, I mean, they, they put together a proposal for a BRT system that was very detailed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was going to use both Main Street and King Street. I think you and I chatted about this before. Clearly, somebody had done some serious homework on this project, and they had costed out a, a B line and an A line that would connect the harbor to the airport and uh, and would go beyond Mac. It would go all the way out to uh, uh, to the University Plaza in Dundas, and and it also it, it would it would go beyond Eastgate. It would it would actually connect to the um, to the uh, Centennial GO station. And, you know, that's one thing about this project. It still has no connectivity to our GO uh, stations at all, other than if you want to walk uh, close to a kilometer, you can get off uh, the LRT downtown and walk over to Hunter Street. But, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the kind of things that we thought were important considerations about transit, uh, none of that is there. Uh, none of that has changed. The other element to this is, is I think, something that we can't lose sight of here either. Uh, if the time frame that you've just talked about is, is correct, you know, that's going to be another year and a half, two years, even if they wanted to do this before they, as to use the phrase, put the shovel in the ground, uh, there's going to be a federal election between now and then. Uh, there's going to be a provincial election that year, and there's probably going to be a municipal election before they go too far down to this project as well. So yep. how, how, how detailed is the commitment here? I mean, if there's a change of government at any one of those three levels, uh, this thing could go off the rails again. It's been, see, it's been known to happen. Well, I mean, we, we live with that kind of political uncertainty, and it, you know, I suppose it's a function of some of the dithering that's gone on. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, I, I really would like to see council uh, finally, uh, you know, take control of uh, to, the, to the extent that they uh, they do have control, and and they certainly do in certain areas. But uh, could could council have moved more decisively, more quickly? 
earlier in this term so that we wouldn't be sitting here uh, a year out from a cluster of elections uh, probably but i you know i don't think there's much point looking back i i think the thing to do now is get a clear sense of what the costs are have a clear-eyed view of what this is really going to mean in terms of the taxpayers of hamilton what it's going to do for us in terms of a, a transit system that serves the whole city um you know i was i, was, I saw andrea was cheering it in the paper today Mm-hmm. And why not? I mean, it's going to serve three NDP ridings provincially and uh, one federally. And all of a sudden she thinks it's okay for Doug Ford to find another $700 million for this. But $700 million, just to put it in perspective, would give our, our PSWs working those long-term care homes that she cares so much about, give them all a three fifty an hour raise, give them all an extra seven grand a year. So, you know, if we're throwing around $700 million or you know, materializing it out of the sky. Uh, interesting to see that that wouldn't have, you know, maybe the, that'd be the kind of priority that uh, that would make sense instead of this. But anyway, she's happy that we're getting the LRT. There's an interesting twist to this. I know Scott Radley talked to the mayor last night on the Scott Radley show uh, here on CHML. Uh, and, and there's little snippets that I heard, but uh, the, he's, the mayor seemed to indicate it at some point in the conversation uh, that this whole thing might not have to go back to city council. I was kind of sh- uh, gobsmacked by that. Uh, and I, by the way, I think city councilors would be if they figured that was to be the case. I mean, they were already ticked off that, that there seemed to be an awful lot of negotiating going on that didn't involve them. Uh, if, in fact, this is this is going to go ahead and they say we don't need city council approval. Now, I, I don't know that that's true. Uh, I was pretty sure that the pot that the process dictates that they're going to have to have the final say in this uh but again you know what how are they going to respond to something like that they, they get their nose out of joint pretty easily well uh i'd certainly be wishful thinking on his part that he not have to go past council on this thing i mean really if you look at the project over 12 years so much of it has happened around council uh you know i mean the thing from the beginning, uh, there's always been a fear of actually calling the question. So I'm sure they would like that. Now, the, the question is, and actually I, I sent um, a note to Queen's Park today to the Premier's office uh, just to ask that very question. The Premier has promised many times that Council would have the final say on uh, how transit dollars would get spent, and is he rescinding that promise now uh, i mean as recently as three or four months ago uh when he was asked about lrt he says we're not going to impose this on anybody so i guess the question is with this extra federal money or is it now going to be imposed and council has no say but i think that all the more urgency for council to speak up on this issue uh like today if possible but you know as, as quickly as possible they need to organize themselves recognizing that they're going to have to do it. And, uh, I mean, the mayor's moving in one direction, and council's going to have to decide what direction they're moving in. Well, and the last time a mayor decided to go it alone uh, was former Mayor Bertina, of course, and it was on this issue, as a matter of fact, to go transit versus LRT, and the, the council censored him as a result of that. I don't know what they're going to do with this if, in fact, uh, they get to that point. Uh, more to come on this one, obviously, John. We are just about out of time on this segment, but thanks so much. I'm sure there's going to be more discussion about this in the days and weeks ahead. Yeah, my pleasure, Bill. Good to talk to you. You betcha. John Best, of course, the uh, publisher of the Bay Observer. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.